This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, saints. This is Brother William Kantz. We are thankful for God's presence and his holiness. We are thankful for your participation in the worship service this morning, and we anticipate with joy the opportunity to praise God, lifting up our voices in song, prayer, and acclamation. Family, in this time of pandemic, both medical and spiritual, please continue to demonstrate your love toward one another with a prayer, a phone call, a card, a text. We are part of God's family, built on love. The announcements are as follows. Sister Gladys Easley will have a surgical procedure next Monday, Monday, 6-1-2020. Keep her in your prayers, please. The elders hope everyone is doing well. They are sure many have heard by now the new plan allowing churches to meet. They will be calling each member starting this week concerning your thoughts and their plans. Church, it is important for all of us to continue to make our contributions while we are apart. Even though we are not physically worshiping together, the offering is still part of our worship. The work of the church and our expenses continue. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 tells us, Every man accordingly as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Please mail your contribution to Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, Post Office Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. Finally, church, if anyone has an announcement or a prayer request or needs to make a confession, please contact one of the brethren in leadership and they will take your request. Those working in the service today include song leader Trenton Moore, scripture and prayer Taylor Moore, Lord's Supper, Danny Gift. Closing prayer, Corey Spivey. Thank you for your time and attention. Good morning. Our first selection will be page 851. 851. Blue skies and rainbows. We'll be singing all three verses. All found. Let's sing. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see when my Lord is living in me. You know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. 
Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. Green grass and flowers all blooming in springtime are works of the master. I live for each day. You know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he Promise me that we never would part. Tall mountains, green valleys, the beauty that surrounds me all make me aware of the one who made it all. You know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. Our next selection will be page 824. 824. I'll fly away. We'll be the first. Well, excuse me, we'll be singing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. When the shadows of this life have grown, I'll fly away like a bird from prison bars has flown I'll fly away I'll fly away oh glory I'll fly away when I die Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away. To a land where joy shall never end, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. We'll not be led in scripture reading and prayer. 
Scripture reading, and prayer, scripture reading will be coming from Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, and also 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. That is Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, and 2 Corinthians 4, 17. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Psalms 35 reads, For his anger endured but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction, which, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I read unto you Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, and also 2 Corinthians 4, 17. Let's all pray. Our Father, in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you have given to us. Father, we thank you for food, clothing, and shelter. Most of all, Father, we thank you for sending your son across for our sins, Father, that we may have the right to the tree of life, Father. Uh, Father, at this time, thank you for the technology, Father, we have for us to be able to provide this uh, morning service, Father. Father, we pray that everything is done decently and in order. Father, at this time, we also pray uh, Father, that we will prepare our minds for the lesson, Father, that we may be able to uh, take notes, be able to find something out of the lesson, Father, that we may apply to our lives as well. Father, please watch over us and keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our selection now will be page 822. 822, heaven came down. We'll be singing all three verses. All found, let's sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Born of a spirit with life from above, into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. 
When at the cross the Savior made me whole, and my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, and my sins were washed away. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Uh, don't plan on holding you necessarily too long today, but we just wanted to give you a little message that was on our hearts. Usually when people greet one another, they shake hands and they, they ask how each other is doing. And if they're really concerned, they'll, they'll wait for a response. You know, sometimes folks just kind of halfway shake your hand and move on. But if they're really concerned, they're, they'll wait for a response. Well, when Sister Mary Bonds and I, when we greet each other, normally we'll shake hands. And sometimes we'll say, and most of the times now, we'll say, for the moment. And sometimes that's all that has to be said. And sometimes that's all we do say, is for the moment. You see, it's understood that when we say that, that things are all right for that moment. We don't know how things going to be two days from now. <laughs> Matter of fact, we don't know how things going to be two hours from now. <laughs> But for the moment, praise God, we're doing pretty good. Well, if you look on a tombstone, we find that you, you'll see a whole lot of things on a tombstone. You'll see names and sometimes maybe a poem and you'll see a couple of dates. But as we said in times past, the main thing that's on that tombstone is that little dash. The dash that's in between those two numbers because that represents the moments of our lives. And we need to cherish the moments of our lives and we need to respect the moments of our lives. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. The title of our lesson today is For the Moment. For the Moment. Well, as we look at the topic, one might ask, well, what can you do with a moment? Well, the fact of the matter is, you can do a whole lot with a moment. Our mother used to say that you could do a whole lot in five minutes. And we find that to be true. 
For instance, you could go up here to 10th Avenue and you could turn to the right or to the left, doesn't matter because 10th Avenue is a long street. And you can start off walking. You don't have to run, just walk at a good pace. And in five minutes, you'd be surprised at how far you've gotten. You can do a whole lot in five minutes and you can do a whole lot within a moment. A lot can happen within a moment. You, you might say, well, well, what can happen within a moment? Well, good things can happen in a moment. You know, you, you might get that call one day that maybe you done inherited a million dollars. For some folks, that'd be a good thing, you know. Good things can happen within a moment. Now, now, I think that most folks is probably still waiting on that phone call. <laughs> I hadn't got that phone call. If you, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, good things can happen within a moment. Well, what else can happen within a moment? Other good things. Well, when we went down into this watery grave of baptism, all of our sins that we had committed up to the time that we was baptized was washed away within a moment. <laughs> Good things can happen within a moment. Well, on the other hand, bad things can happen in a moment too. <laughs> you know, you might have a, a friend that you've had for 20 or 30 years. And then all of a sudden you lose that friend within a moment. All because of something that maybe you said or maybe something you did. And sometimes you might get that friend back. Sometimes you may not, but things can happen within a moment. You can lose your life within a moment. And you don't have to be old and sick and all this kind of stuff neither to lose your life in a moment. You can be healthy as you want to be and going down the street and wind up getting shot from a bullet that was meant for somebody else. You can lose your life within a moment. Well, sometimes losing your life might be our own fault. Now, now y'all do know that the law has been passed, don't you? Yeah, it's the law now that you're not supposed to be on the phone and driving at the same time. You're not supposed to be texting, let's put it like that, because some of these high-tech cars now, you can have the phone in your car, but you're not supposed to have the phone in your hand. Right. While you're driving, is that right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, that's the law now. They came up with that law because, you know, some folk was on the phone while they was driving. <laughs> uh -huh. And such were some of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, you could lose your life like that. You see, you could be texting or, or maybe you drop the phone and, and then you go to reach for that phone and you wind up and a serious accident that could take your life, all because you took your eyes off the road for how long? A moment. Just for a moment. A moment is all it takes sometimes to get us into trouble. Well, what else can we do with a moment? Well, we find that you can squander a moment. You can waste a moment. We find that King Agrippa, he did this over in Acts, the 26th chapter, in verse about 28. Y'all, King Agrippa came this close to becoming a Christian. Yep. 
And, and we don't know if he ever did or not, because he told Paul, he said, Thou almost persuadest me to be a Christian. And we hope that he did later on become a Christian, because if he didn't, he may wind up spending an eternity wishing that he hadn't wasted a moment. Well, what about you and I? Can we waste a moment today? Yes. Yeah. We can and often do. <laughs> we put off for tomorrow what we can do for today. Amen. And we put off a whole lot of stuff sometimes, y'all. Yeah. And sometimes it seems like tomorrow never comes, as the saying is, because we just don't get around to doing what we had planned on doing. Maybe you're here today, and maybe you have heard the gospel, and you know that it's the right thing to do. But for some reason, you, you haven't really gone into it yet. You see, the Bible tells us in Luke 14 that we need to count the cost. And we need to tell folk that, too, when we're talking to them about obeying the gospel. They need to count the cost. Now, when Jesus says that, he's not telling you that so that you can put it off a long time. He's just simply wanting you to make a commitment. Make a commitment. If we make a commitment to God then everything else will follow. But we have to make that commitment. If not, we may wind up wasting a moment. So we encourage you, if you've been thinking about obeying the gospel, do it as soon as you can. Your eternal soul will depend on it. In 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter in verse 2, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And in Hebrews 3 and verse 15, the Bible says, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So we encourage you not to waste a moment, especially when it comes to obeying the gospel. Get it done as soon as possible. Well, what else can you do in a moment? Well, we find that you can get caught up in a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get caught up in a moment. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to David. Remember over there in 2 Samuel, about the 11th chapter in verse 2, the Bible says that, that he was out there on the rooftop walking around. <laughs> Probably should have been in battle with the other folk, the other right, men. Right, but, right. but nonetheless, he was at home and he was up on the rooftop. And the Bible says that he, he looked down and he saw a beautiful woman bathing. <laughs> Now, now I wonder would he have done what he did if she had been an ugly woman? I, I don't know. Now I just, I just, I just, I just wondered. Now, but nonetheless, the Bible said that she was a beautiful woman. And, and now, since she was this beautiful woman, and and she's she's bathing, David has got a choice now. He he's got some options. You see, at this point. David could have said, well, you know, this ain't the thing to do. Let me get on out here on the field with the men and go to battle. That would have been one option, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or at least, at the very least, he could have said, well, you know, this ain't right. Let me go on back in the house yeah. and just leave this alone. <laughs> or he could have stayed there, kept staring, and lusted. <laughs> well... According to the scriptures, it seems as though he picked the ladder. <laughs> he stayed there looking and lusting. 
And you know that can get us into trouble. Amen, bro. You see, the Bible says in James 1 and verse 14 and 15 that we are drawn away of our own lust and entice. And when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Well, in this case, it seems as though more than one type of death occurred. There was physical death and there was spiritual death. You see, this woman that he was looking at was Bathsheba. And she was married. This was a married woman. She was married to Uriah. But just like some men today, that didn't stop him. <laughs> David sent for the woman. And he laid with the woman. And then the woman got pregnant. Well, all this happened, he got caught up in the moment. But, but then when this happened, now panic modes done stepped in. Now, now he's in trouble. And he's thinking, well, now what can I do? Well, he's thinking, I, I know what. I'll send for Uriah to come back. And when Uriah came back, he started asking about how the war was going on, all this kind of stuff. And, and then he says, well, you know, you need to go on down to the house there, wash your feet, and, and spend some time with your wife, you know, and just, just be on down there with her. See, he was thinking that Uriah would go ahead and, and be with his wife, and, and then, you know, if she got pregnant when it started showing, well, he'd say it's Uriah's wife. <laughs> but, but, you know... Somebody said that you can't do wrong and get by. <laughs> you see, God's looking at this thing. Well, Uriah says he's thinking to himself when that the other men they out there on the field and they in this battle. I shouldn't be at home enjoying myself when they out there on the field. I ain't gonna go home to my wife. So he didn't go. Well, when David found out. <laughs> Eh, well, now it's time for plan B. Because <laughs> that didn't work. David says, I know what. I'll invite him to the palace. We'll have a big feast. I get him drunk. And then maybe he'll go on home and spend some time with his wife. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, he invited him to the palace. They had a feast and he did some drinking. And, and, but the Bible says that he, he stayed there with David's servants. <laughs> he didn't go home. Well, now we're going to have to have plan C. Because <laughs> that didn't work neither. <laughs> Two strikes. <laughs> well, he got to thinking. He says, I know what I'll do. And it's pretty sad, y'all, what he did. Yeah. He says, I I'll send word to Joab. Send word to the, to the leader of the army and and have Uriah put on the front line. <laughs> and it was bad enough being put on the front line where all the heavy battle was. But he said, then y'all step back. Y'all, yeah. that's low down. Yeah. <laughs> he said, step back and, and, and that he might get killed and die. <laughs> but you know what's really bad about it? David sat up here and wrote this letter, sealed it up. And sent it in the hand of Uriah. Uriah is carrying his own death sentence and don't even know it. That's low down. 
But Uriah went ahead and did it because he was a good man. He did it. Well, they put him out there on the front line. And sure enough, Uriah got killed. Well, when the word got back to David, David sent for Bathsheba. And then he winds up making her his wife. Well, now he's thinking, whew, I done made it through that one. Everything's all right now. You know, she come up pregnant and she is my wife now. So, but, but, you know, the ending of that chapter says that this thing displeased the Lord. You see, you can't fool the Lord no time. You might fool some folk some of the time. You might fool some other folk all of the time. But you ain't going to fool the Lord none of the time. The Lord sees everything and hears everything and knows everything. Well, the Lord sent Nathan to go talk to David. Nathan says, well, there was two men. There was a rich man and there was a poor man. And the poor man, he had one little beautiful lamb. And the rich man, he had so many, but he went over and took the poor man's lamb and took it for himself. David starts saying, you know, this man ought to be punished. He just low down. He just, oh, that just shouldn't have happened. You know, isn't it strange that we can always see somebody else's fault, but can't see our own fault? Even when we're doing the exact same thing. (laughs) When he got through, Nathan says, David, thou art the man. (laughs) And in a moment, it all started flooding back to me. (laughs) What he had done. David says, well, I've sinned. And Nathan told him, said, well, the Lord doesn't forgave you. But guess what? He still had to deal with some consequences. Again, as we said, you can't do wrong and get by. He had to deal with family problems for the rest of his life. Why? Because he got caught up in a moment. What about us? Can we get caught up in the moment? As we said before, We need to be careful of what our children watch on TV, what they listen to on radio, what type of video games they're playing, and for goodness sakes, be careful of what they do on the internet. Children have died because of being on the internet, and that can happen. But you know what? It's not just the children. It's us too. Us grown folk, we need to be careful of what we watch, too. And you see, some folk talk about, well, you know, I'm grown. I can watch whatever I want to watch. Well, no, you can't. (laughs) You see, we're living in a day and time now, y'all, when when you go to buy a TV, you got to have a device now to watch TV. You know, back in the day, you could go buy a TV, plug it up, watch TV. But now you got to have a device. You got to have a box or a dish or something. And the thing is, is that all these devices, they give you a whole lot of channels to come with it. But not all of them channels are suitable for watching. 
you got to be careful of what you watch. You know, y'all know how it is. Sometimes you go to sleep watching something decent, and you wake up and there's all kind of carrying on going on on the television. Yeah, you got to be careful what you watch. And y'all know how we do. <laughs> if you're not careful now, you can get caught up in the moment. You be watching something decent, and then you go to sleep, and when you wake up, you say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, buddy. <laughs> and if you don't watch out, <laughs> you be done got caught up in the moment. <laughs> Sometimes you have to turn it off, switch the channel or something. Because you can get caught up in the moment. Yes, we can. But we have to be careful with that. You see, we don't want to be supporting evil. Somebody once said that there was a preacher that went and talked to a liquor store owner and said, why don't you stop selling that stuff? Just go out of business. Why don't you stop doing that? You know what his response was? Talking to the preacher now, the liquor store owner says, if your church members would stop coming in here and buying this stuff, <laughs> maybe I would go out of business. <laughs> We got to be careful, y'all, of what we're supporting. We don't want to be supporting something that's evil. Well, Brother Bell, I, I, I don't do them type of things. I, I just watch. Well, let's, let's go to Romans. Romans, the first chapter. And I believe it's the last verse there, verse 32, I believe. And we, we, we notice usually the first part of that, but I don't know if we spend enough time on the last part of that verse. Romans 1.32, what does the Bible say? Who knowing the judgment of God, mm -hmm. that they which commit such things All right. are worthy of death. They are worthy of death, but keep reading. Not only do the same, but not only those that's doing it, but... But have pleasure in them that do them. Those that just like to watch <laughs> those that have pleasure and those that do those things they are worthy of death so we have to be careful y'all of what we watch and what we do well what else can we do with the moment well we find that we can cherish a moment yeah you can cherish a moment you know you see little kids playing and they're out there just having a good time and everything's just going fine until they hear those few dreaded words. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> and when they hear that, oh, they stop. Oh, can I have just, just one more minute? Can I have just a few more minutes? Well, what's the problem? They want another moment of playtime. <laughs> well, what about when you was dating? Remember back when you was dating and, and the butterflies was coming up in your stomach and, and you just, just was so in, just in love with your significant other person that you was with. And, and, and you know, maybe y'all had plans of going out when you got off from work and y'all went out and you just had such a good time, you know. And then when it was time to go home, you, 
you wish you had just one more moment with them. Yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah, sometimes might need to rekindle some of that. <laughs> but nonetheless, you you just wanted one more moment to be with them. Well, we also find that the kids sometimes they they grow up so fast. <laughs> Uh, you know, we need to cherish the moments. Why do we need to, to cherish all these moments? You know, we, we say that there's not enough time in the day. Well, you got the same amount of time that you had when you was little. The problem is that when you got older, you got more responsibility. And so now it seems like the time is just fleeting. It's just passing you by. But we need to cherish our moments. Well, why should we cherish those moments? As we just said, the moments are fleeting. James 4 and verse 14 says that our lives is like a vapor that comes up from a steam pot. Y'all ever seen that? That steam rises up and within just a moment, it's gone like that. Brother Baskerville lived to be about 90 years old, didn't he? And compared to eternity, his life was just for a moment. We need to cherish the moment and respect the moments because the times are fleeting. Well, we also need to cherish our moments as we have. As we said, you need to cherish your your children, you need to cherish the little times and the little things that they do. <laughs> Guess what else you need to cherish? You need to cherish your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to cherish your teeth. Right. You see, when you're young, you, you can lose some teeth and they'll grow back. Well, all right, bro. <laughs> but when you get older, <laughs> get up to my age, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You need to cherish them. Because yes. once they go, you go have to go buy some more. <laughs> I'm just saying now. Hey, we need to cherish the things that we got. Yeah. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Because when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> but we need to cherish the moments. Why? Because the times are fleeting. We also need to cherish the moments. Because you see, some moments, they won't come again. As we said with the little children, you see them playing and carrying on. You might want to take some pictures because you've heard that saying, they grow up so, so fast. fast. <laughs> and once they grow up, you know, they're not going back to that little state no more. So we need to enjoy it while they can. And while I'm flying over that area, children ought to be able to enjoy their childhood. <laughs> Some, some children can't enjoy the childhood. Things happen in their lives. Things happen in the parents' lives. And sometimes of no fault of none of their own. But nonetheless, the children might have to grow up too fast. But children should be able to enjoy their childhood. Because those moments won't come again. Well, we also need to cherish the moments because we're going to have to give an account of that moments. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 9 and verse 27 that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 says that we are going to have to give an account of the things that are done in this body, whether they be good or whether they be bad. So we need to give, need to cherish the moments because we're going to have to give an account of our moments. But not only should we cherish the moments and respect the moments because they're fleeting, not only should we cherish the moments and respect the moments because some moments won't come again, but we also need to cherish the moments because we're going to have to give an account. But along with that, we need to cherish the moments because truly, y'all, if we truly look at it right now, it's truly all we got. Somebody once said that yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised. Today is a gift, and that's why they called it the present. You see, we need to enjoy the moments. You see, it doesn't matter if you have a whole lot of clothes, you got a whole lot of cars, or even a whole lot of houses. It, it just don't matter. Because you see, the fact of the matter is, you can only wear one suit at one day. You can only drive one car at a time. You can only be in one house at a time. So we need to cherish the moment. Because right now is truly all that we got. So now the question becomes, what are you doing at this moment? At this moment, are you living for Christ at this moment? Have you been baptized into Christ at this moment? Are you making the most of your moment? Or are you wasting time at this moment? Maybe you're caught up in a moment. You need to get that thing straightened out. But most importantly, if Jesus Christ was to come back right now, are you ready at this moment? If you are here and you have not surrendered your life to Christ and you have not obeyed the gospel, you can come by hearing that Christ died for you, that he was buried, and that he rose again according to scripture. You need to believe that. Repent of your sins. Confess that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Go down in this watery grave of baptism and then live a faithful life unto death. And you want to know how you live a faithful life unto death? You take it moment by moment. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> do it just one moment at a time. If I'm faithful for this moment, then the next moment, be faithful for that moment. And then the next moment. See, sometimes we get caught up into looking down to the future. How am I going to stay faithful all this time?
just take it one moment at a time and let God deal with the future. You just deal with the right now. Because the right now is really all we got. If you're here and you have obeyed the gospel, but you've, you've fallen away, why not come back to the Lord today? Ain't nothing else out there for you in the world. The world can't offer you nothing but heartaches and headaches. What you need to do is come to the Lord and stay with the Lord because that's what's going to be beneficial for us. Maybe you just need prayer. Whatever your desire is, you can come right now. But together we stand in sin. All right, we want to thank the speaker for that message. At this moment, let us now remember the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, as we sing 859, 859, He Paid a Debt. And we'll be singing the first verse. All found? Let's see. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Now we come, come to the part of the worship where we should commemorate our Lord and Savior until he comes again. According to Matthew 26 and verse 26 and 27 and 28, it reads, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which was shed for many for remission of sins. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to thank you for the bread and the blood of your Son, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Let us take the bread. And let us take the cup. Now this concludes this part of the worship. All right, as we bring our service to a close, let's also notice page number one. Page number one. A beautiful life. We'll be singing the first verse. All found? Let's sing. Each day I'll do a golden deed by helping those who are in need. My life on earth is but a spin, and so I'll do the best I can. Life's evening sun is sinking low. A few more days and I must go to meet the deeds that I have done. Where there will be no setting sun.
Pray with me, church. Most gracious, all wise God, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for an opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth wherever we may be, dear Heavenly Father. We're so thankful for you making provisions for us to still sing praises to your name, to still be connected to you, dear Heavenly Father, to hear a portion of your word, and to be able to connect to you in prayer, Lord. We pray that you will continue to bless each and every one of us, continue to keep us safe, help us to take this word that we have heard this day, dear Heavenly Father, to apply it to our everyday lives. Not only keep it to ourselves, dear Heavenly Father, but um, to be a living example of it to those in our environment, that we may uh, call those lost souls to you. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you watch over this nation, continue to heal us, continue to cure us, continue to be with our government and our leaders, dear Heavenly Father. Give them the wisdom, the knowledge that they stand in need of to make the right decisions for this nation. Uh, continue to keep us safe, dear Heavenly Father. Uplift us, exalt us, dear Heavenly Father. We're so thankful for your darling Son, Jesus Christ. This prayer we do ask in his name. Amen. Amen.